Hello and welcome to episode four, where I get real about self-care, self-kindness and not trying to do it all with the wonderful Jo Ferroni. I'm so excited to be joined by Jo today. She's the founder of How Does She Do It? And she's all about helping women to find a gentle balance in business and in life. We're going to be talking today all about how to discover a balance that works for you and how self-care and self-kindness can help you to do that and to avoid burnout. In fact, self-care is vital for literally all of us. And we don't just mean bubble baths here. We're going to get real about what self-care really means. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Welcome back. So lovely to have you all here. And I am very excited that today I'm going to be welcoming my very first guest. Jo Ferroni is the founder of How Does She Do It, which provides business support, networking and community for women who run or would like to run their own business. But don't worry, what we're talking about today is totally applicable to literally all of us, not just those of us running our own businesses. I've actually known Jo for a number of years now through um, some of her networking events. You know, I started to get a bit disillusioned myself because I'd been attending other networking events where I felt I was just being pitched to the whole time. And I really, really loved her fresh approach to business and to life, actually, in general. And since then, I've been really inspired by Jo's attitude that being kind to ourselves is our superpower. And the fact that she's really open and honest about her own journey, because we are all told that we can do anything these days. And while Jo believes we definitely can, it can also lead to overwhelm, burnout and health problems in the longer term. So today, I really wanted to get Jo's take on how to welcome growth and confidence into our lives by actually looking after ourselves properly. So hi, Jo, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. That's okay. I'm really excited about this. It's my, uh, like I say, you're my first guest. So exciting. And, you know, I invited you on here partly because you started your own podcast recently. And I listened to that first episode all about self-care and I really, really loved it. And I just thought that it's something I've been working on myself for quite a few years now. But listening to your episode, just it gave me even more food for thought. I really, really enjoyed it and really loved your take on it. So what I wanted to do, first of all, is I wanted to start asking you a little bit about your own journey to where you are now, kind of where it started for you and why it started. Sure. Thank you. Well, I guess that it started with me having quite a troublesome time when I was pregnant, actually. So I stepped away from corporate life um, to have a baby, as many women do. And I made the choice not to go back to work, which many women don't do. I felt actually I was in a bit of a minority at that time. So I did lose a bit of confidence, I've got to say. 
I was quite hard on myself. And it took a little while, but I decided that I needed to start to really stretch myself again. And so I started to work, I guess, again, but not in a corporate space. So I started a business. And then as my confidence grew with the business growing organically, I realized that that wasn't necessarily the business I wanted to be in. I wanted to support other women in not just business support, which I was doing at the time, I was working as a virtual assistant, but I wanted to add a more holistic support, if you like, to to women in general. And like you said, you know, today we're not going to be talking just about women that have got their own businesses. We're going to be talking about women in general. And I believe that we as women need to support one another and we need to be, as you said, kind to ourselves as well. And so the way that I got more into supporting women just became almost like my calling because I was offering the kind of support that perhaps I wish I'd had at an earlier Mm. stage in my life. Brilliant. And, you know, I know that my approach to how I work with women has definitely evolved over the years, because I think even in eight years I've been running my business, my needs have actually changed quite a lot, uh, particularly in the last year, I guess. Would you say that your approach has evolved over the years? And, you know, how has your approach evolved to kind of helping women to have that balance in their lives? I definitely think it's evolved. And I don't know whether that is because my business has evolved in this organic way or whether it's an age thing. As we get older, maybe we've we've learned some mistakes along the way. Maybe we've realized what ticks our boxes and what really depletes us as well. And as a girl in her, I call myself a girl, as a girl in her 40s, <laughs> I'm sure I'm deluding myself. As a girl in her 40s, I feel like I have, I've lived quite a life now. Mm. I've experienced a lot of things and I'm able to be, I'm able to look from the outside inwards a little bit more rather than what our natural way of living is from the inside out. And I just think that life has got busier in general. Obviously, that has come at the same time as I've got older, but life has got a lot busier. I feel that we all have perceived expectations on us. And I say perceived because sometimes I think we get so caught up with what we think we should do or what we need to do Mm. that we actually lose sight of what our core needs are, actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, I think like you said, you, you you learn from doing, don't you? And I think, you know, a lot of what I bring to my clients, for example, is actually stuff that I've learned myself from over the years and from, you know, my own experiences and my own, you know, my own mistakes. <laughs> you know, we all, we all make little mistakes, don't we? And we use those to help ourselves and to help other women as well. So, yeah, I think that is so, so important. So moving on to actually unpicking the idea of self-care and self-kindness as well. Why do you think that this is so important to you to help women incorporate this into their lives? I think it's important because I don't think we necessarily as women, or maybe as people in general, I don't think it is even just women. Hmm. I don't think we believe that we are entitled to be 
kind and loving to ourselves. We often think about other people in our lives, whether it's our parents or if we have children or our partners, best friends. And something I often say to people is, you know, would you be treating your best friend the way that you're treating yourself right now? Mm. Because I just think we lose sight of ourselves, actually. And I think that in order for us to be able to deal with what life throws at us in whatever area of our life, whether we're working for somebody, running a business, um, being a full-time parent, we need to keep ourselves topped up. And people say, don't they, that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I think we hear that messaging an awful lot, but sometimes I think we need to unpick that a little bit and go, okay, so how do I top up my cup? How am I going to do that thing that's going to get me in the place that I can deal with things without crumbling, without feeling Mm. completely overwhelmed in future? Yeah, definitely. And I think that I think part of the problem is that we've a lot of us have absorbed this idea that self-care maybe means that we've got to find extra time in our lives, you know, for bubble baths and spa days and massages. And while that can definitely be part of it, I think that it really puts that added pressure onto us sometimes because then it's yet another thing that we're not doing properly. Like, you know, we're kind of going, well, you know, I'm not doing the self-care that I'm supposed to do. It's just another thing that I'm failing at. So what what does self-care actually mean to you? You, you, That is so right. I do know so many people that end up criticizing themselves because they didn't do the self-care that they should be doing. So I I would say self-care for me has changed over the years. Interesting Mm. that you mentioned a bubble bath because a lot of people do find that a really relaxing, decadent thing to do. And I used to think, well, I'll, I'll try that then. And I would lie in the bath and just think, I'm not actually relaxed. This is stressing me out because I feel like I'm not even doing this right. And I think it's about testing the water, ironically, just to see what kind of things light you up because what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for another. Mm. And I like to share lots of different ideas. So one person might just hook onto one of those and go, I'm going to go down that route. I'm going to see if that is self-care for me. And I think that as adults, we can almost lose sight of what we love and what lights us up because we're doing the we're doing the grown-up thing, having to mm. be responsible. And I don't know, I think we do lose sight of just having a bit of fun yeah. and doing something that is nice for us. So like you say, it does not have to be bubble baths and spa days. It doesn't need to take loads of time. It doesn't need to take loads of money. So already we can just cross those things off the list. So they don't need to be blocks for us, if you like. It could be that you love music and actually to listen to music from a time in your life that you really, really enjoyed could be great. Maybe you went clubbing in the early 2000s. Maybe some really beautiful relaxation music reminds you of your honeymoon in the Maldives. Mm. Um, you know, it music can be so clever at, at sort of lighting mm. up parts of your brain and taking you to different places and to really calm and relax you. So one of the things that I talk about is creating playlists for your mood. So if yeah. you've got Spotify or I'm sure there are other platforms that you could do this on to bring together 
like an old school mixtape for anyone that's old enough like myself to have music that is your music that Mm -hmm. either relaxes you or uplifts you or makes you want to have a kitchen dance party um, that you can just tap into and press on shuffle anytime you need a little boost. And when I say anytime, even if you've only got two minutes before the kids come out of school, it doesn't need to be taking loads of time. That can make a difference. There are other things, and I'm sure that you would absolutely agree with this, Alex, that movement, you know, a walk Mm. around the block, star jumps while the kettle boils, just stretching a little bit or dancing around to your favorite track whilst you're doing, I don't know, the the cleaning even, um, can just change your mindset a little bit and just give you that little lift. I, I guess that there are there are many things that I could share and I could probably go on all day and you don't want me to go on all day. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just mention, if nothing else, there are five basics, I believe that we can, we can think about. And they sound quite simplistic, but sometimes they're not simple. So we do have to work a little bit at them. But the five basics that I believe are really, really valuable, if you can do nothing else, are to make sure you do get enough sleep. Yeah, definitely. To keep hydrated, to make sure you are not hitting the sugar fixes all the time, but you know, really enjoying some good nutrition, which again, I know that you absolutely advocate yourself. To make sure you breathe, take time, even if you, like I say, you have two minutes, sit down or even standing in a queue and just do some focused breath work. It can change your mindset. It can uplift you quite miraculously, I would say. Um, and movement, again, like I, like I said, mm. I think any kind of movement can just get all the right things buzzing around your body and, and change that place that you're in. Yeah, I, and so interesting what you said about the music, but especially I thought because, you know, when I heard you talk about that in your podcast, I was like, oh, yeah, that's such a great idea. Like, go away and just create my own playlist of songs that I really love. So, yeah, that's been amazing. And, yeah, you know, like you say, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, those are all really quite simple things that we can do for ourselves. And I, I think the other part of it as well is sometimes taking stuff away you know I had a conversation in my membership group this morning and you know I said to them oh you you know you all came and gave me updates last week but you're all being really hard on yourselves like if you've done two workouts last week you're you're kind of saying oh yeah I only did two workouts and the period was you and this happened and I said you know at the end of the day you've done two workouts that's amazing and sometimes we need to understand that on one particular week, our priorities are just different. You know, I had a week last week where I was really busy. You know, I was premenstrual. I went to the supermarket one day when I was hungry and premenstrual. And I made choices for dinners over the next few days that were just easy. I wasn't thinking health, health, health. I was thinking what is easy? But I'm not going to beat myself up for that. It is what it is. And this week, it will be very different, I'm sure. Um, But I think part of self-care is just taking the brakes off a little bit and saying to ourselves, it's okay, it's fine. If we have a few days where we make easy choices for dinner or where I don't do my workouts, so I've got other priorities this week, I think that's that's all part of it as well. 
I know that my, you know, my own self-care routine, like you were saying, has definitely evolved over the years. You know, exercise is a big part of it for me, of course. And, you know, even when my kids were really little, for example, I made sure that they saw me exercise because I think that number one, I wanted to get it in. And number two, I wanted them to see that it was important that I looked after myself as well as I looked after them. So, you know, for example, if while they were sitting down having their dinner, I would do a 20 minute workout next to them, next to the dinner table. So I could be there, but I was also showing them that this was something that was kind of important to me. And they're a bit older now. They can look after themselves a little bit more. But nowadays what I do is I get up in the morning before they get up and I meditate for 10 minutes and I spend five minutes journaling. So it's, you know, it's not massive. It's 15 minutes in the morning, but it's enough for me to feel like I'm putting that time aside for myself. So do you have any advice for the women out there who are thinking they're rushing around the place, they're thinking they can't possibly find the time for themselves, or maybe they just feel guilty about the idea of putting aside time for themselves? What, what's your kind of advice around that? What would you say to those people? Well, I think you made a really, really valid point, Alex, which I just want to come back to quickly. And that was where you said about modelling this mm. this kindness and self-care to your children. I think if you're feeling guilty about spending time on yourself or you you know feel you don't have the time for it or you shouldn't make the time for it because other things have to come first, think about your children, if nothing else, because if we are going to model to our children that we never stop, that we're always on the go, that we're always doing everything perfectly, then that's going to really set a very high bar for them, which is in turn mm. going to feel quite unachievable, I would think, for them. And I actually started a morning routine many years ago now when my kids were very young and I let them know it wasn't like I was blocking them out, but I let them know that mummy has a little bit of time in the morning where she's just getting herself set up for the day to be the best sort of person that she can be, if you like. And we called it, because they were younger then, quiet time. Mm-hmm. Okay, So quiet time was where I did some writing of gratitude, a bit of journaling, like you said, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of silence. And that's no yeah. no bad thing to to show kids. It's okay to be silent. It's okay not to be on the TV, on the screens all the time. And I would do some yoga. And sometimes my little toddler would climb all over me and do downward dogs underneath me. But he understood that that time was just a mellow time. And I don't think it harms them to see us mm-hmm. resting, actually. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I think that like you say, you're you're modelling that for them. And if you can model that behaviour of, I, I do look after myself and I do slow down, then you're they're going to do it as well, aren't they? Because they look at it and they see that that's okay. I think that's so important. Okay, so last one then, Joe. today. What is the one big thing that you think busy women should take away from this? You know, what's the biggest thing that they need to know to make the big difference to how they look after themselves? I would say that for the busiest of women out there who really are feeling the stretch that there is no time, everything's always on the go. I I wouldn't want anyone to think that they have to go from that situation to suddenly being Zen-like for hours a day, because that's unachievable. And Mm. that's just going to make them feel, you know, like they're not, not doing the right things. So I would say at the very least, Women should just take time to breathe, 
mm-hmm. actually. And to take that pause time, because actually things like taking a moment to breathe will in turn quieten your mind, will in turn give you a bit of headspace to actually think about what really is important, actually, and, and what's okay. So I would say to breathe and to treat yourself like you would your best friend. Brilliant. I love that. I love that. And actually, do you know what? I was thinking when I was listening to your podcast the other week, and I was like, actually, listening to Joe's voice is like self-care in itself. You've got such a like lovely, calming voice. I love it. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for that. Um, so much good advice there. So much to think about, I think. And, you know, like I said earlier, when I listened to your podcast a few weeks ago, where you did talk about a lot of these themes, even for somebody like me who's, who's been working on self-care for a long time, has been very aware of it. And, you know, I try to model it for my clients as well. You know, I, I can't be telling them to do this stuff if I'm not doing it for myself. But even then, it still gave me stuff to really think about. It's been amazing. I knew you'd be a fab first guest to have on the show. So thank you so much for joining me today. All of that stuff you've said has really resonated with me. And I hope it's going to resonate with everybody out there as well. I've loved having you here today. And to all of you out there, I really hope you found some little nuggets in there that you can take away, you can apply to your own life and, and maybe create a bit more balance for yourself. You can also head over and listen to Joe's podcast, which is the How Does She Do It podcast. And you can find out more about what she offers at howdoesshedoit.life. And all of the links to um, find out more about her are also in the show notes below. So like I say, for any of you who are running your own businesses particularly or are planning on running your own businesses at some point, Joe is a great, great, great source of advice, networking, co-working, I know that you do as well. So do head over there and find out more. So thank you all so so much for joining me again today i'll see you all again next time but in the meantime have a wonderful day and i'll see you all again soon i just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a little something i've got coming up for you On the evening of Monday the 24th of May, I'm going to be running a Motivation Reboot workshop and I would love for you to join me. So if you're maybe struggling to get motivated in the first place or you find that you start a new fitness regime really well before it quickly fades away to nothing, then this is for you. I'm going to be talking all about how to get motivated, the things that hold us all back, I'm going to give you my number one tip for getting started. We're going to talk about why motivation fades and we're going to talk about how to keep hold of it for longer. And the great thing is you can apply this to all parts of your life. All you're going to need is 45 minutes, a notebook, a pen and the willingness to bust through some of the things that are holding you back. Head to chickfit.lpages.co slash motivation hyphen reboot or you can find the link in the show notes and I will see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at AlexChickFit for plenty more inspiration.